Good morning. And good morning in the Zoom room and on Facebook and wherever you are when you hear this. Please let my words speak for you as I bring myself into this room, into this one perfect moment. Nice and warm inside, frosty outside as it should be. I open myself to the love and peace that surround me and to the joy that comes quietly. In this moment, I open my heart, I open my soul, I open my mind to listen to Reverend Diana's words about joy. And I celebrate life right now. Thank you, God, for everything, for everyone, for life. Thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good to see you all. Good to be back starting a new year. I'd like to welcome you here this morning. My name, if you're with us online, is my name is Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an independent interfaith community that teaches practical spirituality and universal principles that you can use in your day-to-day -day life. We welcome you home to our community, to our gathering place. We welcome you home to the guidance and wisdom of your own mystic heart. And we begin our Teze meditation by joining our voices together in song. Welcome home to your mystic heart and for the month of January, In My Awakening by Carl Anthony.
keeping with our theme for this month, The Silent Awakening. You'll catch on quickly to In My Awakening.
we take a moment now to feel and know our connection with all that is. We use the breath, breathing in and feeling the coolness at the tip of the nostril. And following that breath as it moves through the mind, down the throat, into the chest, into the heart. <coughs> and allowing it to move through the heart and back into the world. So with every breath we take in silence, breathing in through the nostril, up and through, down into the heart, and given back into the world. Remembering that the breath connects us to our fellow humans and to all other creatures. We all share the same life-giving air. The breath connects us to the plants. We inhale what they have given and we exhale what they need to create oxygen and food in return. And the cycle continues. Breath is life. There are no barriers. There is nothing to separate us from life. Each of us is a life in process. Every creature, plant, rock and grain of sand, every drop of water, all that exists, no matter how large or how small, is an intricate and irreplaceable part of the one life. all dancing together in this cosmic mystery. Take a moment to breathe in that sense of connection. Breathing in, I receive the life that connects all beings, all things, all of creation. And breathing out, I give back to life. As human expressions, we're given self-reflective consciousness, the ability to make choices. And so our responsibility is to make them wisely, to care for our brothers and sisters, human and otherwise.
to care for the sacred mother as she gives of her nourishment. To make an honorable and noble contribution to life itself. Doing no harm and aiding in the transformation happening in our world. We are experiencing a silent awakening. And by our conscious participation, we are moving with the flow of life. We begin the new year with reflections about joy and how joy comes quietly in our lives. We're told that joy and happiness are not the same. Happiness is an emotional state that wells up when the events in our lives are as we would wish them to be and then leaves or turns to another less desirable emotion when they're not. Happiness is changeable. But joy is not an emotional state. It is a spiritual quality inherent in our being. A gift of spirit given at birth. Joy is the faith in goodness always unfolding. The experience of all that happens in life being turned to or used for good. The joy of the Lord is your strength, says Nehemiah. In other words, the trust in and experience of good being revealed, your expectancy of good is your strength. Faith and expectancy are attractive forces. Like attracts like. Pierre Teilhard de Chardin spoke these words. Joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. And so the opposite must also be true. When I place my faith consciously in the infallible presence and goodness of God, I find the deep joy that lives within me. We somehow expect that joy should be obvious, visible. But Reverend Teresa Burton of Unity shared a different perspective. Let's take a moment to reflect on her wisdom. Sometimes joy arrives quietly. A whisper in the heart and a deep serenity in body and soul. 
the joy that is quiet, the joy that fills our hearts with love and our eyes with tears, is a joy that brings us home to ourselves. That joy is ours when we touch the peace and perfection of the divine and know deep in our hearts that God is not separate from us and never was. That joy is mine when I open my eyes to the goodness of life. When I make a practice of seeing clearly that life is a gift. When I willingly receive life as a blessing. When I hold this life of mine with reverence. When I say, yes. I live this life with care. Yes, I accept and receive joy as an inherent quality of my life, of my being. And yes, I am most grateful. Thank you. As I begin to say yes to the gift of life, to the gift of joy, my relationship with life begins to change. My relationship to joy begins to change. My life becomes the unfolding of one miracle after another. And joy, joy becomes the rock, the foundation on which my life is built. Joy comes quietly. It unfolds to reveal itself, much like a flower, slowly, gently opening up to share its beauty, its fragrance, its sweet nectar, its gift of life-giving pollen. Joy is a divine gift nestled deep inside us, a soft, warm, subtle glow that we only notice when we look for it within. Joy may seem to arise suddenly, unexpectedly meeting a treasured friend, a beautiful rainbow emerging. Some experiences do appear to generate joy, but they are an effect of joy, not its cause. They are inconspicuous ways 
that joy quietly reveals itself. As we share our three minutes of silent meditation this morning, I invite you to recall an experience of deep joy. How did it feel? Where in your body was the feeling most tangible? Welcome that feeling back into your body now. Thank you, Creator, for the divine gift of joy, for the precious ability to feel your spirit within our very being, for inhabiting us in such an intimate way that our hearts, minds, and bodies are exhilarated by your presence. With open and receptive hearts, 
we allow Reverend Diana's continued Taze message to inspire and guide us into a deeper and more profound awareness of joy. And with gratitude and expectant faith, we find that, indeed, our joy comes quietly. Each of us in a place like this is working to learn how to say yes to life more and more often. Yes to goodness. Yes to faith. Yes to joy. We're learning to fully recognize and receive our life as the mysterious gift that it is. We're building a sense of being worthy of all of the goodness that Spirit has to offer. We're coming to accept the messy and the profane as well as the miraculous and the beautiful. We're coming to see the gift in all of it. Finding our sincere yes requires courage, and effort. It asks that we rediscover our childlike curiosity and willingness. It asks that we begin again and again and again. to go back to where we started upon entering this period of time in this place. Joyful, trusting, curious. Saying yes to life Saying yes to joy is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment process. It means feeling the fear or resistance that may come up, being willing to find the smile behind even the most difficult places, and working through the no to get to the yes. This can only work for good because when one person finds their yes for life, their yes for joy, 
a higher vibration begins to move through our bodies and our experiences. The walls of friction and fear begin to soften and shrink. The entire organism of life, life itself, begins to flow differently. Every single and seemingly small or insignificant effort is actually contributing to the greater good of the world. The more we can find our own personal yes, the more we discover hope, faith, and resilience. Every yes brings a greater strength and determination, a deeper love, and a more profound sense of joy to the voice of humanity as it moves past the noise of resistance and into the harmony of true connection. In the name of all that is holy, we close together in prayer. There is one life, only one life, forever giving of itself as all of creation. No choice whether or not to give. It is the nature of the one to give. And as creations made in that image and likeness, it is our inherent nature to love, to give. I trust and give thanks for my own perfection as an expression of the one. Even as I seek to align more closely with the Creator, I feel and know my connection with all that is. And I give in ways that are mine to give. I trust in the eternal nature of life, the eternal nature of spirit. I trust in the joy that is inherently mine when I say yes to life. I give thanks for the beauty and blessings that shower my life, that shower all of our lives. And I give thanks for the challenges that build my character, my resilience, and my faith. God's grace takes many forms, and I receive it willingly with all of the reverence and gratitude that I bring forward. By my conscious attention and choice, I make faith in the goodness of life my firm foundation. I make joy 
my state of being. My faith need not be loud, only strong, filled with the power of spirit. My joy is the quiet assurance of goodness unfolding in this and every moment. All that passes before me is made more joyful by my presence. Joy comes quietly as I breathe in joy, allowing it to move through my body and out through my heart, giving thanks for this time of communion and for the depth of my connection. I release my prayer, knowing that this prayer, that these words guide my thoughts, my words, my steps, as I move into the coming week. I joyfully and gratefully receive grace in every form, releasing my word, calling all that unfolds from this moment on answered prayer, calling it all good in faith that it is done. And so it is. Amen.
invite you now to bring your awareness back into your body, back into the room, back into this one beautiful life. Gently allowing your eyes to open if they've been closed as you feel ready. Look around. All the beautiful souls here with you this morning. So, so good to have spiritual family. So good to have a support system when we do have a need. So as we close our Teze meditation this morning, we offer an opportunity for you to share of your financial good in support of the work we do in the world. Um, we're, we're gearing up for an even slightly bigger uh, role in the community and service this year. We'll be unrolling some potential opportunities for you as the weeks go on. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. So if you're with us online, you can go to Mystic Heart org and you'll find a donate button mailing address and we thank you in advance for your gifts this day and every day they do support this work and allow it to continue
so let's see. Oh, there's this beautiful song for the new year by uh, one of my current favorites, J.J. Heller. It's called This Year. So let's This year I'm not looking back to who I was Because I'm gonna be someone I've never been This year I'm not focused on the cracks in the walls Not keeping track of all the times I fall this year say thank you for every gift that comes our way, gifts of time and heart, gifts of love and talent and skill, and your financial gifts that uh, in our society support the existence of this space and our ability to serve. So thank you. We know these gifts come of source, but through your hands and through your hearts, we receive gladly and gratefully. 
So it is. So please consider grabbing a cup of something warm next door and joining us back for a conscious conversation where we will continue on with this idea of joy coming quietly but in a little louder way. Today is your birthday. Oh, we must have a song in that guitar. I would bet. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Omar. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday, sweetie. Thank you for sharing your special day with us today. You have special plans? Not really. Not really? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, well, let's do lunch. Yeah, let's do lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad to have you here this morning. All righty, so let's see. What was, I? oh, soul's blessing. Let's, let's bless you on out here. What was I doing? Got all wrapped up. May your soul always find what it's looking for. Heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony, and may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always beautiful day and maybe we'll see some of you back in a few minutes. Good morning and good morning in Facebook and in the Zoom room and wherever you are when you happen to be seeing this. Please just take a deep breath, breathing in peace, breathing out love, and bringing ourselves into this one space right here, right now, letting go of anything that has come before and anything that will be coming after. Allowing the love that's always present to permeate me as I say, good morning, God. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for all the seasons that flow exactly the way they should. For the flowers and the berries in the summertime. I open my heart. I open my mind, I open my soul, as I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana continuing about joy coming silently. 
with deep, deep joy and deep, deep gratitude. I speak my words into law knowing they're already so, and I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Lucinda. That was beautiful. Create such a nice open space for us to come into together. I'm turning a page because I need to do that. Oh yes, okay. Good morning, Barbara. Hi. Good to see you this morning. You too. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. So I welcome you this morning. If you're new here with us online today, my name is Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart. And um, we are an independent interfaith community. We teach practical spirituality, universal principles that can be applied on a day-to-day -day basis. And might I say, should be applied on a day-to-day -day basis <laughs> by all of us. Yeah, the should word. So welcome home to our gathering place, to our spiritual community, and to the answers that lie within your own mystic heart. So I invite you to get on your feet and join the music. We're going to do our welcome to the mystic heart and one big family, and we're going to introduce you with some call and response first time around to something, because it's a new song to us, it's a new song to our community, and it's called The Silent Awakening. I need a tambourine, please. And I need a Kimberly <laughs> to come up here with Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Now, you don't get to put your back to them. Oh, no. All right, here we go. Thing. This is only the chorus of the actual whole song, so probably next week we're going to use the whole song as the offertory. 
we're going to just learn the chorus as a chant. And it's a little tricky with the rhythm. by line because it's a little it's okay it's just a little tricky okay I think that's what I said before but that's okay here we go so repeat after me we are only a dream of a dream we are only a dream of a dream this world is not what it seems this world is we are the wind that carries the seed we are the wind that carries the we are the roots of the banyan tree. We are the roots of the banyan tree. We are love often on the wing. We are love often on the wing. The stretches across eternity. Stretches across eternity. We are a chord in life's symphony. Chord in life's symphony. We are the silent awakening. Okay, we're gonna try stringing that all together. It's very rhythmic and fun to dance to. We are only a dream of a dream. This world is not what it seems. We are a wind that carries the seeds. We are the roots of the banyan tree. We are love offered on the wing that stretches across eternity. We are a chord in life's symphony. We are the silent awakening. A dream. This world is not what it seems. We are the wind that carries the seeds. We are the roots of the banyan tree. We are love often on the wing that stretches across eternity. We are the chord in life's symphony. We're silent awakening. One more time. A little tricky, huh? Of a dream. This world is not what it seems. We are the wind that carries the seeds. We are the roots of the banyan tree. We are love often on the wing that stretches across eternity. We are the chord in life's symphony. We are the silent awakening. We are the silent awakening. We are the silent make you work this month, huh? I'm telling you, I'm going to have to learn it really well so I can do both together. <laughs> Thank you, Kimberly. My mom always Fun. told me I couldn't walk and chew gum, and I do not believe that. Do not believe that. <laughs> That's just a story. Just a story. All right, so as we that begin a new year together, I'm going to bring... You. Thank you, sweetie. We're going to bring more energy and more life in through the music this year. I Amen. miss doing all the music. But for today, I invite you to renew your commitment to the creation of a love-soaked world, engaging the body, allowing spirit's presence to be felt. Mm. Let's breathe in peace, allowing it to move in through the nostrils, up through the mind, down the throat, into the chest, and into the heart. 
And then on the exhale, sending that peace out into the world. Grounding ourselves in peace. Now breathing in that same peace and transmuting it as it moves into the heart into love. Sending that love out into the world. Love. We know love to be self-givingness. Quality of spirit. God's givenness of itself as its creation. Each one of us made in that image and likeness. Each one of us with an impulse to give. So know with me now that we're creating a world where all humans embody and live from the qualities of spirit. Love, kindness, generosity, and compassion. And from this way of being, there's a deep sense of joy that comes quietly in. There's a sense of contentment, a sense of sufficiency. In this world, all people honor and care for each other, for all of the life forms that share this beautiful planet with us, and for the Earth herself. We realize that we're connected to all of life. That we are dependent on the planet to sustain us. And on one another for connection and belonging. Being generous by our nature and living a life true to our nature. We give of ourselves freely, offering the gifts that we came here to give. With all needs met for every person, each one is free to share time and talent in ways that feed the soul. Life on Earth is a story, a story that we're helping to write by our every thought, every word, every action. Together we envision a story where all beings are well fed and enjoy the safety and comfort of home where health and education and healthy relationships are supported by social systems grounded in wellness and wholeness, where all beings find purpose. We welcome this new way of being, valuing every being for its uniqueness. We practice living authentic lives, and integrity comes naturally as there is no need to protect or defend. <clears throat> With love and generosity and kindness guiding every human heart, our world is free of hatred and violence. We recognize the abundance that surrounds us and gratefully receive all that is needed to live physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually fulfilling lives. All beings experience a thriving like never before as we learn to see the sacred in everything and everyone. We walk in reverence and gratitude for all that we have been given. We maintain this vision day by day, moment by moment. We are never swayed by appearances. 
Each of us works to align our actions with our vision. Living these changes first in our own lives, with our families, our friends, and our neighbors, and a new world is being born. In this process of profound change that is before us, this community stands as an open and welcoming place for all who seek support, belonging, and family. By the power of our deep faith, this prayer is acted upon answered even before it is spoken, as spirit knows our heart's desires and intent, in full expectation of its graceful unfolding, we release it to the creative power and intelligence that I call God, to the one that gets it done. So it is. Amen. It always feels so good to to enter that vision. I use that in my daily practice and it feels really good to have your life energy joined in with that, your prayers. So bringing our awareness back to the body, to the room, if you haven't already, to this beautiful life that we've been given, this beautiful season, this sunny day, Looking around to see who's sharing space with us this morning. So, Happy New Year. Is anybody setting intentions for this new year? Anybody care to share? Oh, there's a hand shooting up in the air. My intention is to move to Reading this year. Woohoo! Yay! We support you in that intention. <laughs> My intention is to let go of everything that does not serve me and to be the best that I can be. Oh, yes. Yay. We support you in that intention. I'm stealing that one. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Steal it. <laughs> Barbara. Mine is to let everyone Oh, beautiful. To let everything and everyone be exactly where they are. I like that one. Maybe, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, share, share that intention. Let's share in that intention. Yes, amen. Yes, nice. Anybody else want to share an intention for the year? To love and appreciate life. To love and appreciate life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tack on for myself part of yours with his, exactly as it is. There you go. Exactly <laughs> as it is. And exactly as it isn't. <laughs> Yes. I have some of my own. I'll share a bit as we go along, if the opportunity presents. But our theme this month is Silent Awakening. And it, that theme was inspired by that song. Next week we will use the whole song as a video to share with you the whole message. It's a love song to God is what it is. But um, I think it's a, a powerful message. And it brought me to this topic of conversation this morning that joy comes quietly. And you know, we think of joy as a big wahoo party, you know, I don't know, balloons and streamers and, you know. And that isn't always how joy comes. Sometimes joy does come very quietly. So let's start with how, how do you define joy? How do you define joy? What's joy for you? I don't know how to define joy, but joy to me, it's 
to come outside in the morning and see snow on the hill. Oh. On the west side. You don't rarely don't see that. Yeah. That's joy to me. Okay. So seeing that snow brings a quiet, mm -hmm. a quiet joy. Nice. For me is that feeling that I have sometimes when I am deeply into my oneness with God. Okay. And it's that sense of joy and peace and knowing that I'm loved. Alright, so yours comes in connection with with the divine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is side of the room. But yeah, hi. And finding the artifacts of the divine, such as going out into the backyard and finding a non-intentional rose bush, which means one I didn't plant. <laughs> and, um, and there's one single 56-petal red rose. Mm. Beautiful. Another quiet joy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's kind of interesting because I thought joy was something that I found out here. And I study all the time. And and I was told when I was reading whatever I was reading that joy is our, our state of being when we let go of everything else. Okay. And so what I've been doing is just being with that and just closing my eyes and breathing, circular breathing, and realizing that that joy's always been there. I just forgot it was there. Because that's who equipment. we that's who we are is joy. Right. And everything that we pile on top of it, it covers it up. Right. But when we realize that we do that, then you can let everything go and then that joy which is already there, that is all that you are, is always been there, is there. Right. And it can't go anywhere. Yeah. So is that a is that something we do once and for all, you think? Oh. No, 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 no. We have to remind ourselves all the time yeah. that's who we are because right. that's not what we're taught. Yeah. For me, it's every day, it's every moment, one moment to the next. I can be somewhere that, you know, I wouldn't want you to see me. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can go, shoo. It happened in the last service, right in the middle of the service. I came in in a place. I try not to put it out there, but I was in a place I shouldn't have been. All right. I didn't want to be. I shouldn't say shouldn't have been. I needed to be. Didn't want to be. But that can shift in a second. Moment by moment, day by day, and the joy returns. So, so yeah, David? Well, I think I'm learning to see joy in a lot of things that probably most people would not consider joyful. Mm-hmm. And one example is seeing a homeless person with a warm coat yeah. and a nice hot cup of drink. Yeah. And that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing people finding comfort in whatever ways are. Right. Not for me to decide right. how they find comfort. Yeah. Or to judge what that looks like. Right. Yeah. Heidi? Sometimes, in our unfolding, one of the things we have to peel off is our own fear. And that, uh, David reminded me 
of something that has happened recently at my house. Um, I'm adjacent to a green belt with lots of campfires. <laughs> the unsheltered are, are living in that green belt, and there was one um, that, that went up the, the trees and caused me some fear. But this morning was different because my, we were having conversation and there were some folks that uh, there there was a camp there was a campfire this morning, and that and I'm glad he could start, and it was it was taken care of, and it was actually it was joyful because mm -hmm. it was cold this morning, mm -hmm. yeah, and um, and I was privileged to be in my house and not right. down in the green belt by the creek. Yeah. For me, I think joy is a, a, a type, like a type of fulfillment that wants to bubble over. Mm -hmm. I just feel so full of blessing, or I don't know, just I don't know. It's, it's it's feeling one with spirit, feeling one with everybody, but it's just there's just a fullness that wants to overflow and get all over everybody. And, you know, so that's right. that's what joy is to me. It has has to go somewhere. Right. It's it's more than I can contain. Okay. So it's active. So it's emotion. Nice. During the Taze we gave joy for the sake of our um, reflection, we gave it a particular definition. <laughs> Does anybody remember that was here how we defined joy during Taze? Okay, good. This is all new again. So we define joy as the deep knowing or experience that good is always unfolding, or that all things, no matter what they look like, are being used for good, that God uses all for good, basically. That a deep faith in that and an experience, actually it's the experience of that, the recognition of that is the deepest kind of joy. So that's that's how we defined it for the purpose of our reflection. And I want to share a little bit how I came to that definition because I started to recall um, the definition of love that I use so often came from uh, Ernest Holmes, one of my teachers. And he defines love as the self-givingness of God spiritual love, absolute love, and human love as our impulse, as divine creations, our impulse towards self-givingness, that we're made to give. So that's his definition for love. And I, I had to ask myself, because I've studied so many years in that tradition, I wonder what the definition, his glossary definition of joy is. So I pulled it out, the book out, for the first time in a long time. And I looked up joy. And it said this. He said, the emotion excited by the expectancy of good. And I was confused. Because I also heard him teach that joy is, as was stated, a spiritual quality inherent 
because we're divine beings given to us that we uncover, but that's always there. And now he's defining it as an emotion excited by the expectancy of good. So are emotions human experiences or are they spiritual truths? This was, be both. this was my quandary. Yes. Yes, I love, I I love when I come to the point of, of, huh, all I thought I knew might not be true. I love that. So humans are spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. True? Yeah. Joy is a quality of spirit. If it's a quality of spirit, then it's part of our nature. As you said, Kimberly, available at all times. So as I reflected on this, what finally felt true for me was the idea that emotion, I went back to, you've read energy in motion. Okay, so you can define emotion as some kind of a, uh, an, an energetic uh, an experience that we have. The human experience that comes when we place our faith in God's goodness. So I came to that definition myself of connecting this energy in motion with the idea that in order to have that feeling, that experience, that movement that has to be shared, um, we need to be grounded in faith in the goodness of everything unfolding. And that's what gives you joy. And that's what brings that mo that energy, that motion forward, is that faith. So it was a fun week for contemplation. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's, it's something that, I believe it's something, joy is something that's within us. Um, but it gets, we let circumstances cover it over. Um, and so I think, I think that's keeping the filter clean. Right. By having faith that whatever is happening is happening for the good, the highest and best for all concerned. Yeah. That can help us stay in touch with our joy even when circumstances aren't quite what we would like them to be. Right. Yeah. So keeping the filters clean so that we can direct our conscious awareness and intention, building our own faith consciously rather than allowing our faith to wander because our faith will wander, right? We can place our faith in Murphy's Law and not even realize it. I even hear comments coming out of my mouth sometimes. It's like, you know, wouldn't you know it? Well, that says I was expecting the worst, right? So we can do that. We can place our faith in the, the violence in the world never stopping. I hear people commenting on, oh, that's just human nature. That'll never be any different. So we place our faith in lots of things. So the conscious cleaning of the lenses and conscious placing of our faith in the things we choose to believe in will help to build that natural um, tendency to come back to that place of faith and that place of joy. So let's pivot just a bit and turn toward one of the ways that we can encourage joy to come quietly because it does sometimes just come quietly we see a flower we see the snow on the mountains and it just comes and it's beautiful and we love it but it doesn't always just come there are many moments in my life 
or I have to coax it along if I want to experience it. So one of the things that for me encourages joy to come quietly is when my priorities and my values are in alignment. So what's the difference between priorities and values? Or are they different to you by your definition? I think your values uh, dictate your priorities. Okay, your values dictate your priorities. What are values? What are priorities? Where do we put our energy? Where do we put our, what do we hold higher? Okay, is that values or priorities or both? They come together. Okay, so for you they come together. I'll be back, I promise. I just want to give some other folks yeah. a chance. <laughs> Go ahead. For me, uh, values are those qualities that I base my life and my decisions on. Okay. And that it's important that every once in a while I sit down and look at what they really are and what my motivations are. And then I base my priorities on that. Okay. All right. Part of that that I like is that you sit down and you reevaluate yes. and you go with the changes that can show up even in your values. Yes. Yeah. Has shown up a lot. <laughs> Chris. I think values are what we decide is important in our in our heart and mind, I guess. Um, but I loved what uh, Mary Morrissey said about Priorities. If you want to know where your priorities really lie, look at your checkbook and your calendar. Thank you. So. <laughs> He's red light. No, he hasn't actually. <laughs> I'm teasing. Yes, it's true. Um, that's an interesting thing to think about mm -hmm. as one way to define priorities. Yeah. So values are what? The qualities? The ideals? that we would aspire to have as the foundation for how we live our lives? Is that one way that we can say that? <coughs> and then our priorities are the things that actually show up on our calendars and in our checkbooks. Priority, prior, the things I place into my life prior to all the other things. So looking at my calendar, I go, oh, these are the things I wrote in, planning to do them, meaning all other things come after that only if there's time. Ouch. <laughs> oh boy. Right? 24 hours in a day, something I'm having to learn. <laughs> 24 hours in a day. <laughs> right. Check register. Where did I spend my money last month? Where did I put my financial resources prior to being able to put them anywhere else because I put them here first? So it's really a pretty sharp way if you really... I'm in a place right now wanting to be really honest with myself. 
and to own <laughs> these things, you know, to own my values, to own where my priorities are, and to replace them, reassess, to re shift and, and make sure that I'm in alignment, that my priorities and my values are in alignment. Because I feel that when you do that, joy comes quietly. <coughs> joy is a natural response to being in alignment with these things. So what are some examples of values that are important to you? Well, to uh, work through the nose to get to joy. Ah, work through the nose. You are listening during tasing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to get to the yeses that bring the joy. Yeah. And uh, for example, looking within, looking out of the window of the kitchen, at this tree rose up there, and it's been flowering for 25 years. We planted it when we first moved here. But uh, I didn't want to give it up, and everybody's telling me, it's gone. Once one storm a few years ago broke half and off. So I thought, well, it's still putting roses up on top, but the bottom half was all gnarly and <laughs> you know, twenty five years old. So I thought, well I I've been working on making the place look more <laughs> desirable to sell it and you know, working on something. So I got out there and think, well, it's got to go. It gave us all these years. And I go pushing on it. It almost fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how it was still flowering. Yeah. But somebody told me, well, when people look at your house, they want to be able to see out the window and see everything out there. So uh -huh. they didn't want anything obstructing the view. So down it went. <laughs> <laughs> And I was surprised it was full of ants. <laughs> and I don't know how it was still making flowers and leaves up there. Yeah, priorities. So I, I dug it all out and we're going to put a, a new little rose bush there in its place. Uh huh. There you go. So out of sight of the window so people can look out. So, so get rid of the no. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of the no. No dead rose bush. Yes to the living rose bush. So the va so what do you value? What are the values that brought that whole process into being? Uh, renewal. Mm. And then we'll be joyful because the place will look better. All right. So a sense of renewal. Making things new and, and the joy of new flowers and a healthy plant. Beautiful. Yes, Heidi. I, I don't mean to make your situation more scary than it is, but I have great admiration for the two of you because about moving. And that whole rose bush <laughs> was a It's a piece. Courageous, and this sometimes there's things like 
ants that help us speak, right? <laughs> and knock the darn thing down so that we can do the transition that we, that we need to do. Yeah. Thank goodness for ants. Thank goodness for ants. So courage is something we can value. Courage to do what needs to be done. I think one thing that I've just discovered is um, I have in my past, because I'm not bringing it forward, I had a tendency to, oh, why did they do this to me and blah, 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 whatever. And then uh, I had an incident happened where I babysat my dogs, dogs for my son, and I forgot to do the kitty litter. I don't have a cat, but when she came home, she threw a fit. And she was screaming and yelling, but not at me, but there was nobody else that was supposed to do the litter but me. And I went upstairs and I could hear her and I got this pain in my heart and I thought, oh, why is this happening to me? Yeah, I should have done this, I should have done that. And then God or something told me, wait a minute, she's your mirror. She is really angry. So if she's your mirror, what do you have in you that's still angry? And I went, oh my God, and I just felt it. I felt the anger I had, not at her or anybody else, just the anger. Mm -hmm. And it went to way, and then this joy came that I never even felt before. Mm -hmm. So the moral of the story is everything's nuggets, everybody's a mirror, <laughs> and don't take things personal and just accept the fact that what did you need to let go of because you brought this to yourself because there's only one in the person there's only one being in the whole universe but you <laughs> that's right in your life you're it right that's it so anyway so that was my nugget all right and it, and I did find the joy when I quit blaming other people uh-huh yeah it just came up and my heart quit hurting oh, and I talked to my that. my heart doctor because he said I have a heart of a 17-year-old, but I had a lot of pain that night. And he goes, that's just pressure. Yeah. It's just pressure. It's, it has nothing to do with your heart. Mm -hmm. So my thing is find the nuggets. Okay. Because everything's got nuggets, even if it's the worst thing that ever happened. So you value finding the nuggets, finding the lessons, finding what's here for me. Why is this in front of me? There's something that I, that's here for me. Ernest Holmes teachers, Emma Curtis Hopkins, used to say, there is a, there's a blessing in this situation, and I demand to know it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I won't tell you what one of my prior ministers called those treatments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not appropriate for the church. <laughs> um, time. Uh-huh. So you value time. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's... I see that as our greatest gift. That's what we have here, right, is time. Now. So setting priorities for that time then becomes very high on the list of things to do consciously. Yes? I value integrity. Integrity. Yeah. Well, talking about changing ones for a very long time, every time I would sit down and look at what my values were, privacy would be at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. I valued privacy above all else. Mm -hmm. 
until I realized there was no such thing as privacy. <laughs> <laughs> privacy is an illusion because we're all one, and, and it was it was hard for me to let go of that. <laughs> I still remember the look on your face the first time you heard that. It was hard. Yeah, it is. Some things are hard to shift into. So physical health is something I value. And I'm choosing this one because it's an area where my values haven't been in complete alignment with um, my priorities. So I just want to set an example out there and encouraging us to all take a look as we move into the coming weeks at where we're in alignment, where we might not be in alignment. Maybe I'm the only one that's out of alignment, but here, I'll share it with you anyway. So I've heard it said that you look at your calendar, your checkbook, and that really tells you where your true priorities, how you're prioritizing your time and your money. Um, so in my case, the checkbook points in the direction of making my health a priority. I spend probably way more money than any person that makes what we do on food. We make that a priority. It's, you know, it's organic, it's regenerative, it's pasture raised or we don't eat it. It's that kind of priority. That hasn't always been the case, but right now that's where I'm sitting. And so that was in alignment. I make a, a point of supporting local and of buying, you know, you know, doing all that, that stuff that says it's a priority for me. Let's see. That's not just about food, though. That's also about protecting the earth. Right, right, right. And yeah. the microeconomy. All, all of that's yeah. woven into that. Um, and then I look at my calendar, and I see some time allotted to gardening practice and growing some of my own food, which ties into all of that stuff as well. So some of my calendar is in alignment. But it also says that I have not in months written in time like I used to, to walk every day, to stretch my body, to tone my muscles, to care for this, you know, the joints and the, the physicality that I so gratefully enjoy. I have pretty good balance and movement and all of that at this point in time. However, the calendar also tells me that next month marks for Heidi and myself transition into our 60s. And that doesn't have to mean anything, I don't believe, necessarily. But if I don't bring my values and my priorities into alignment in the coming decade, it could have a negative impact mm -hmm. on my life experience. So. In this case, my priorities and my values are not completely in alignment at this time. So I share this with you as an example, not so that I can beat myself up over it, because that's pointless, but so that I can live from a greater awareness in how I move into this new year. Because this is a time that we, we can take the opportunity, if we choose to, to make some shifts and changes in our life. And I really do want to own those places that are out of alignment mm -hmm. because I believe in walking what I talk. I would feel horrible to not be doing that as much as possible. And 
I want to do that so that I can have a more joy-filled experience of life. When my priorities and values are in alignment, joy comes quietly. It becomes much easier to sense and live from the goodness of spirit. It becomes a lot easier to recognize all things working for good in my life and to be an active part of that. So am I the only one in this room who's out of alignment between values and priorities somewhere in life? No way. No. <laughs> Not hardly. Anybody else have an example you want to share that's come up? You're feeling like you want to speak? Barbara? You just spoke exactly what's been in my heart, the alignment of not taking care of this. Uh -huh. vessel and the spaces that are yeah. needed and and and, and, I, I'm, and I'm always fighting against myself in this space mm -hmm. you know and and just your words like oh just hope to align my understanding of myself a little bit better mm -hmm. thank you okay well for me it's you know it's the physicality but it's also uh, music I mean I value my Ooh. music and um, and I don't play as well as I did when I was playing all the time. I was practicing a lot and uh, performing a lot. So um, if I really want to keep my chops, i got to practice. And mm -hmm. I, I just haven't made that a priority. Right. But it's a value. Okay. So how, how do we go about whatever it is, um, and I'll come back to others sharing, how do we go about demonstrating the bringing of priority to that thing. How do we do that? <coughs> well, for me, I, I need to notice when I'm doing something stupid instead of something I value. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, don't, I don't ever kill time, but I, but I waste time uh -huh. occasionally. Okay. Or I, I just do, you know, spend time on things that aren't really that important. Okay, thank you. Anybody else have a, a little lack of alignment that you want to speak out? Sometimes it strengthens the intention, for me, the intention and the follow-through of making the changes to speak it out and be witnessed. So that's why I'm offering that opportunity. I, I started this year with two simple intentions. And it's not that they haven't been in my life before. One was to do some kind of pay attention to this vessel mm -hmm. every day and to pray every day. And um, so those are my waking thoughts. However, sometimes I wake up with my brain on fire. It's just all over the place. And. Um, so it's a, I think that there is a bit of, of forgiveness in there and then start it again. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. So it's, a, it's maybe that's what the intention is. Do it again. You woke up again today, Heidi. Do it again. Right. What are your two intentions? Yeah. Hey, Chris, what's your intention for music? Do it again. So yeah. you didn't play today, you, you woke up, you might have to be practicing to Diana early morning, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> You'll find it. <laughs> we'll find it. Yes, we will. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
you mentioned it, and, and Heidi kind of alluded to it too. We have to accept where we are out of alignment. A lot of times, right. we, uh, it's easy for me to go into denial about that. Just go, yeah. Oh, I just you know you know I mean I'll get back to it, but right. you know, but um, you, you you call it owning where you're at, you know, mm -hmm. and but until we accept what is, we can't work right. with it to make it better. Yeah. And it's very easy to pretend, for me, oh, it's only been a few weeks. Get real. It's been months mm. since I've had a regular practice of any of those things. Mm. And, and that, again, it's not to beat myself up. It's to say, those are the facts of the situation. <laughs> so, so let me wake up this morning and begin again. Yeah. Um, I eat really well. I mean, I probably eat better than anybody else I know. I mean, considering that I give everything up that I used to eat, but I overeat. I don't need seconds. I yeah. do not need seconds, even though they're yummy. Uh -huh. And I have to really get to a place where I have to really make a decision that I do not need that second second helping. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my new decision. I only need one. All right. Well, I agree with everybody who said that there are practices that we need to put in place, and there are there's grace in that when we fall away from the practice and we come back to it, and we're moving towards I hate the word goal, but we're building a practice and a habit that we can feel fulfilled in and feel like we're coming into alignment. All of that, all of that's beautiful. And also, there are seasons where we move out of that. And we need to be gentle with ourselves when that happens and be able to discern, is this uh, me being a bit lazy about my practice or am I moving into a new season and do I need to be aware of what mm -hmm. that brings to me? Yeah. Thank you. That that's I find that true, and I find it important to remember because our lives are definitely lived in seasons. I'm just owning my lack of walking for myself, the season I'm in, which is that I've been, and I won't even say I've been lazy. I am not a lazy person. I'm not a lazy person, but I have been prioritizing others before taking care of this vessel. Uh, oh, David, and then we're hang on to it. Well, I think a, a lot of it, again, comes down to being in balance. Right, yeah. Yeah, finding a balance that's right for you. Because you can definitely, everybody does, you know, overdo, you just get right. caught in one and you yeah. neglect the other. So. Mm -hmm. Sure, what I was going to say, but it was. I totally forgot. I'm sorry. Oh, that's. It, it was. Seasons. <laughs> seasons. Grace, self compassion. All that. Yes. Wrapped up in I second all of that. <laughs> yes. One of the things you. Talked about 
owning it and, and then putting it out there. Um, when we were forming this community as a beloved community, part of that, part of the spiritual support was uh, gently and lovingly holding each other accountable. So, right. you know, so when I speak out that I haven't been practicing my guitar, you know, I fully expect you to lovingly ask me, have you been practicing more? You know, <laughs> or something, or you know, something along those lines. Yeah, how's Just, the guitar uh, going? Yeah. yeah, it's not a, uh, not a judgment thing, but no. but it's, uh, you know, how's it going? You know, and, and encouraging one another to, to move in the direction of closer alignment with our values. I'll remember that. And you remember that in the morning when I'm sitting in my chair. <laughs> Gently and lovingly. <laughs> oh, I think I remembered a little bit. Okay. Is learning to be in that, that space of the discernment of when we are supposed to be still. What you were, yes. Yeah. The time. Right. It was along those lines. Yeah. Of, of knowing when to be still. That's what I find hard, is to be still. Mm -hmm. And not go into that lazy space uh -huh. of what's of, of of taking this space of stillness for what it is, and not judging, being gentle on ourselves. Yes, yeah, because that's part of the internal alignment to know where you are. Yes, yes, yes. and to be in love with that season. Yes, and that's been a hard space sometimes of, with mm -hmm. stillness, and, and the, the, the blessing of being still is sometimes yeah. just because used to doing and moving and going. Right, yeah. If that's anything cohesive. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Yes, that discernment is really important. Um, I faced that at one point because of my <laughs> tendency to just be busy all the time. And for me, the way I had to approach that was to set a time, get yourself to the chair every day without fail for this much time, set the time. Right? That was my way of doing that because being still was not natural to me. Um, sometimes it can be the opposite in a different season of life. You go to the chair and you just don't want to get up. And that might be fine in whatever phase you're in. Or you may know somewhere inside yourself with this other thing that is my value, my priority, it's time for me to get up now. <laughs> so it's discernment. Yeah. Which kind of takes us all the way back to your initial question about joy because the thing that came up for me was absolute, consistent, steadfast alignment with who I am. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in that place, then I'm in joy. Yes. Thank you for landing that. Because <laughs> we're looking at time where we might start to get tummy rumbles going on. But I would like to share with you something that I heard this week. Um, it was part of a talk by Sarah Blondin. I really enjoy some hey. of her work. Yeah, she's, she's good. Um, so listen to this. It's just a, a quote. Inside the body of each of us, against all weariness, we still come joyfully toward one another, as if to cry out in wonder at one another's beauty. The law underneath me 
and inside your aliveness is love. Abounding love that magnetically attracts and connects humanity. To remember, really remember this, is to diffuse the estrangement we sometimes suffer. We can avoid and suppress the impulse of joy in life, but it will serve nothing of value. Soon enough, you'll be empty of wonder and awe, and my goodness, what an unfortunate calculation that would be. This new day is yours, and you are made of a necessary, elemental, fundamental urge to reach forward and into life. You desire nothing more but to wake and wander into all the faces shining back at you. Choose wisely the current you are abiding by. Every day, ask yourself, am I living in the inclination of the urge to love, or am I stuck in the static of disconnect and protection? Ooh. <laughs> so I add another half to this. And these will be online if you want to take them into contemplation this week. Am I living from my inherent urge to know that good is always unfolding as I did at birth? Or have I become jaded in some way? So I think that when we live from love, from joy, from self-givingness, from faith, to the best of our ability, there is a natural tendency to expect goodness to return to us. You see that in young children. They just put it out there. And there's no expectation of anything but good coming back. So this has been another really good conversation. I'm enjoying it very much, enjoying being back. And we can continue it over lunch if you'd like, but for now, <laughs> I'm going to close us in prayer, knowing ah, that there is one beautiful, joy-filled, grace-filled life. I call that life God. I call it my one source, the source of all that is. And I know that each one of us is a perfect and intentional expression of that one divine life. We are here on purpose, exactly as we are created to be. With all of the inherent qualities of spirit available to us, given to us at birth factory equipment, if only we will peel back the layers. Give it, give it a good look. Connect in. Find the joy, find the love, find the peace. And in doing that, accepting all that we find as intentional and purposeful. So as we move into this week, my prayer is that we each take the time to connect with the love that dwells within us that we take the quiet space to allow joy to come quietly. 
that we engage with the world in ways that allow that joy to be made manifest in our experience. So grateful for our time together this morning. So grateful that we have a place to have such conversations. Grateful for spiritual family, for all of the blessings showering down around and upon all of us every day. I say thank you, Spirit. I release this prayer to the one trusting absolutely that it's already been answered. So I just lay it down, I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Yeah, so I invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good should you choose to do so this morning. If you're at home, you can go to mysticheart.org to use our donate button or to find our mailing address. And we also have a gracious giving program for those who would like to make a heartfelt commitment each month. Um, that support helps us budget and plan, and we are getting serious about our intention to shift to a new space within this calendar year. So. I would like to share with you a favorite dance song from Reverend Michael Beckwith. He is taking an adventure in paradise and he wants us all to go along. <laughs> take a breath, take a breath right here.
The whole album is awesome. So I, I don't know if you guys, if you guys have ever uh, had a song that you listen to all the time, and then all of a sudden something for, from it just bounces out at you. But in this moment, I am deeply grateful for my spiritual stimulus package. <laughs> I own it, I activate it, and with deep, deep gratitude, I think of each and every person who is a part of this family, the contributions of each one, time, talent, and treasure, and I just say thank you for all that is given. Thank you for your prayers for our new space for this year, putting that energy up for us, all of us, as we go to our next yet to be. I'm deeply grateful for the contributions that are given to us financially to help us move to where we want to be in so many different ways. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. So it is. Amen. <laughs> Please join us for our closing song, Love Be With You. <laughs> if you don't want to talk to me. You're funny. I'd just like to add, something new popped out of, of that song for me, too, and it was, you are anointed and appointed by God. So we got our marching orders, folks. <laughs> Bless you.